Welcome to the Real Construction Owners Podcast, where we interview real construction owners and, and service providers who are crushing it to help you go from being a stressed out operator to a thriving business owner. Today, we have Randy Brothers, the owner of Elite Roofing and Solar out of Colorado, as well as the CEO of the Roofing Academy. We're going to be dropping bombs today about how to become an owner, how to use systems and processes, how to become how to set leaders in your business so you can duplicate and elevate and get out of the rat race. So if that interests you, stay tuned. What's up, Randy? How you doing today, brother? Awesome, brother. Thanks for having me on the show today. I'm looking forward to it, my man. Hey, you know, we got to give the goods. We got all these struggling contractors out there. We got to help them. Absolutely. That's kind of my life purpose at this point, man. Hey, man, once you make it to a certain level of income and leadership and, and your business running itself, you're like, okay, what's next? Now I got to give back. So that's why you're thinking the correlates though, because if you get to that point within your own business, you, you, as a leader, you get to a point where you learn to understand what leadership is all about and empowering and developing and helping other leaders grow. So once you do that with your own business, then it just makes sense to try to kind of carry that out and help others. And uh, and that's kind of the, the natural progression there, I think. So before we dive into the goods, I want you to brag a little bit. Tell us your story and don't hold back. Like tell us like how the, the success that you've created. And while you're doing this, make it to where people want to listen to you after they hear, wow, this guy, what he's created and the success he's had. Gotcha. And, and I try not to, I really, I'm not the guy that's going to sit here and elaborate and sell anything. I'm just, what you see is what you get, you know? And if it, you're, I believe that your vibe attracts your tribe. And if, if someone out there can resonate with me and my story, that's awesome. But I don't need to try to sell them, right? It's just, it's just, hey, let's connect. And, and, and if, and if, and if we have, you know, similar uh, values and characteristics and things that can connect with each other, then I'll, I'll be it. Let's go. Let's be friends. Let's, uh, let's help support each other and let's grow together. But Love story, that. I mean, I don't know where do you want me to start because at, at one point I was homeless and had to figure out how to, how to uh, make life happen. And, uh, and that's kind of when I dove into, uh, roofing and roofing sales and knocking doors and trying to, you know, figure out how to, how to get myself to a, to a, a financial place where I can survive, let alone thrive. Was it after so a big storm or something? What was that? Was it after a big storm in Colorado or what? It was before a big storm in Colorado. So it was kind of because of a big storm. So I'll go back to it. So I, I get into construction. It's kind of all I know. I'm a third generation contractor and, and, went to school in Northern Colorado and uh, studied business. And through college, I started full-time working as a, as a uh, superintendent for a construction company. And I learned a lot. I learned it from, you know, how to literally stake out a, yard, a site to then build a, a house from the ground up. I did the entire process multiple times before I was even 25 years old. So I got in early and, and learned construction and, and that's kind of all I knew. Um, and then I graduated school and, and kind of had to figure out what my next moves were going to be. So I started a construction company naturally, right? Hey, started a construction company. I was in an area of the country that was thriving. You know, a lot of building was going on and there was, an, there was a big market for basement finish. And as they don't really have that in Texas, but in Colorado, it's a big thing. So at that time, a lot of houses had been built the last few years and a lot of people were starting to finish their basement. So like, I'm going to start by finishing a lot of basements. So did that, saw some success early, you know, landed our first deal and got in with some, you know, some investors and people that were buying houses, fixing the basements and then, re, you know, flipping the houses and did some really cool work, a lot of custom stuff. And uh, lo and behold, as I'm just in the grind trying to wear all the hats and do all the work and all the sales and, and, uh, do, do all the things myself, like a lot of us do as solopreneurs, I didn't pay attention to the market. 
the market started shifting, market crash started happening. The banks all of a sudden stopped lending and they started in my market started going under foreclosure rates started rising. And all of a sudden people stopped doing construction. They stopped doing basements. They stopped, you know, doing remodels. And, uh, and I was just kind of left like what now? So I was just scrounging, trying to figure out what my next moves were going to be. I got into fire and water restoration as a superintendent trying to do that, but that's what it ultimately got me exposed to the storm or the in the insurance world uh doing remediation and rebuilds and, and fire and water and from there uh i got the bright idea to become an insurance adjuster so i decided and at the same time i you know i had a, a girlfriend at the time that had moved to texas like you know what i can use a new change of scenery so here we go move to texas move to austin and spent a year there became an insurance adjuster started traveling doing the whole you know, independent insurance adjuster thing. And that's what really got me exposed to roofing and roofing sales and that whole deal. I was like, wait a minute, what am I missing here? And then from there, I, I got into roofing sales and circling all the way back, uh, I got an opportunity, a big storm happened in Colorado. Uh, life changing. To mine. Life, life changing. That was a life changing storm. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people's lives were changed and that was 09, right? So that was a yeah. big turning point for this industry and for a lot of people who got in at that point. And I was able to get in a friend of mine who was knocking doors for some company. You know, I had had a little experience, you know, doing some roofing sales and obviously construction sales and just sales in general. And I was like, Hey, I know, I know this adjusting thing. I know construction really well. How hard could it be to sell roofs? So moved to Colorado, put everything in my truck, didn't have a place to live, just moved back and just dove in and was just like, I'm going to figure it out on the way there. So I couch surfed with some friends for a little while and I was able to, you know, did you leave it on it? You, you left your girlfriend in Austin? Yeah. <laughs> left her in Austin. <laughs> it, uh, it was like two days notice. I was like, uh, Hey babe, I'm going to go back to Colorado cause I'm done with this poverty that I was living in. And, uh, and, uh, the, the, you know, I didn't know what, I, what, what the ultimate goal was, but you know, lo and behold, that was probably the best move ever because shortly after that, I met my wife. So her and I ended up breaking up and then right, like right when I got here, I barely even had a place to live. I was living in a, um, in a, like an extended stay when I met my next girlfriend, which is now my wife or of 11 years, we've been together 13 years, two beautiful children and, and amazing, you know, so that would have never happened if I didn't just jump in send, send it and dive into the roofing roofing world so through all that though i i ended up going bankrupt with my construction company so that that was a hard decision and i've talked about it as you can see i wrote a book and talk about it a lot in there and started to build a grow the contractors guide to success and then from there it was just ground floor just complete reset complete restart and i had no other choice but to go find a way to provide and that's what got me into roofing and went out and knocked doors as much as I needed to, as much as I could do to, to make some money. And, and I did really well at roofing sales. I found out I was pretty good at it. I always had an entrepreneurial bug. And, um, in 2010, I kind of relaunched the company and rebranded it to elite roofing and grew that. We saw some incredible success there, building a very organized, very systemized company. And we scaled, you know, 10 X over a four, four and a half year period. And then that was the point that people started noticing and started saying, Hey, what did you do? How did you do that? And, and at that point I was like, you know what, let me share my story and write a book and wrote that. And then from there, the, 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 the academy just kind of started to evolve. And 
And now we have two parallel businesses that, you know, support one another and we coach and help other contractors, you know, achieve success all over the country. Curious, you know, there's so many things to unpack about that. You, and we'll just start with this, like you found a niche in the basement. You said, this is what I'm going to specialize in. And then you found channeling partners, people who can feed you business. That right there, contractors listening in, if you don't have a channeling partner, that's an opportunity for you to find somebody who could give you business, whether it be insurance adjusters, realtors, or you know these investors or whoever else. And then lastly, the pain that you went through, that pain was a good thing. Some people don't want pain, but pain is what led you to do opportunities because we, you were like so fed up that you said, I got to make a change. And that's when all the abundance started happening. So I see that you have a uh, traction, the book right there. And this is one of the best books. If you were to say like what this methodology is, how you're helping uh, contractors in the Roofing Academy, uh, like in terms of leadership and putting the right leadership in place, what, what insights would you say how you implement the insights from Traction and simplify it for contractors in the Roofing Academy? So Traction is, you know, one of the greatest like operating systems for businesses across the the world, across the country, right? And And it's built in a way that you can take the concepts and apply it to a lot of different verticals and a lot of different types of companies. Um, but as, as we know, you know, in the roofing space specifically, especially with all the different dynamics and verticals within roofing, it's not apples to apples. It's not just like plug and play. There's a lot of things you got to like figure out and, and try to kind of create your own concept based on their concept to see, to get it to work. Cause roofing is different. I mean, if you're running an insurance model or a retail model or a commercial model or a service model, or now solar is the big thing, right? So, or if you're doing all the trades, there's a lot of different dynamics in roofing and the structuring components of leadership and getting the right people in the right seats and creating great meeting cadence and meeting structures and, 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 you know, building your, your data set, which is all amazing things. But I found through that process of really studying and learning traction, as well as some other programs that there was a lot of missing elements that were specific to roof. So I started diving in on, okay, how do I add and, and convert things to be more roofing specific and simplify it to where, you know, someone who may have not had any formal business training or, you know, uh, didn't go to business school and so, you know, we're, we're a bunch of blue collar guys that like see an opportunity and, and, and go, go in and try to hustle. Right. So I wanted to create a concept, create a, a, a system that catered to that a little bit more, you know, more roofing specific, creating the different verticals and roofing and how to sell and produce. They don't teach you how to sell and produce in, in traction, right? And, and then the numbers, right? Running your business by the numbers as a roofing contractor, so many of us have no clue what we're doing. And it's okay. Like, it's a tough subject because, you know, we're proud, you know, type A's, I'm going to make millions of dollars selling roofing, but our balance sheet and our P&L is a complete disaster. We don't know who to talk to. We're not even willing to admit that. But nine out of 10 contractors I deal with or I meet, we start there. We've got to dive in and figure out what the numbers are all about. And that's where we're able to take the baseline of traction and level that up and create another model that's what well, has evolved, not only in our company, but now we teach to contractors all over the country, which is actually called the roofing success system. So it's a, it's a new version 
you know, with some influence there, but it's, it's, it's roofing specific with 18 years of experience behind it. And that's, it's been really cool to kind of develop that over the last really 13 years. I love that. So it sounds like within your own business, you have great leaders in place and in business, you have to have leaders and you have to, they have to have roles and underneath them, they have their own people who, you know, report to them. And if you could shine some light on how your business is set up, obviously you're visionary, you have integrator, and then talk about some of the roles for, for our audience so they can kind of get a glimpse of how you're running your, your show. Sure. So yes, we have a leadership team. So myself, I have a business partner who is really good in management as well as uh, integration. I'm high, high, high level vision, right? I'm all vision. And then I have, we have a CEO in place and as my, as my sister has been working with us for 12, 13 years. And uh, she's an incredible integrator, like really, really good at integration and systems and processes. And all of them, all of us are really dedicated to growing as leaders in addition to what our kind of natural God-given strengths are. So that's the core, right? Our leadership team, she oversees operations, production, the back office, billing, and all the things, all the, all the back office stuff from production all the way to, you know, invoicing. And then she has people that, uh, you know, people that are working under her that have specific roles, you know, someone's in charge of AR, someone's in charge of AP, someone's in charge of, you know, coordinating service, someone's in charge of pulling permits. And we create a, you know, whole dynamic underneath her. And then um, things are a little bit fluid now because we launched the solar department last year. So we're full-fledged, full-install solar. So it's not just selling or selling for somebody else. We cradle the grave solar. So my business partner has been leading that project. Uh, and then he has a solar manager and we have the the fulfillment, which is our, our electrician. And then our install teams underneath them. And then I kind of oversee sales. So I have a residential sales team a commercial sales team, a solar sales team, and our service department, which also has, uh, you know, some lead guys that are also trained to do sales. So we've separated all those things out and kind of siloed the four different verticals that we, that we work on in our business. And that's kind of the overarching structure of, of where we are today. That's beautiful. I love that. Now regarding the, how you're overseeing sales, you're the visionary. You have all the ideas and you are overseeing three departments, a residential division, a commercial division, a solar division. How do you balance that? And better yet, like what, how did you train your solar division? So the, the solar, there's three, three of us, you know, I'm kind of more the idea, just kind of helping oversight and, and create like sales opportunities and, and that sort of thing where I have a dedicated and a production type manager, as well as my partner who's overseeing that. So we have enough great leadership to help divide and conquer when it comes to that, because it's two different worlds. A lot of people probably listen to this, a lot of roofers in our space, everybody's going into solar. But what they're doing is, and I'm going to give EPC. you kids here. Yeah. What everybody's doing is finding the EPC, EPC finding yeah. someone else to fulfill, and they're just going to go out and knock doors and sell solar, just like they've always done with roofing. Here's the yeah. problem. That's becoming everybody's doing that right a lot of people are doing that fulfillment is just like roofing is and or was 10 years ago a disaster you don't know who's going to show up you don't know if they're going to show up what shirt they're wearing are they going to communicate what are they going to do to your brand reputation when you go out 
and sell a, a forty, fifty thousand dollar solar project, and then someone else comes in and doesn't do a great job installing it, what does that do? Creates a bunch of issues, a bunch of headaches. We experienced that, so that's why we we're like, you know what? Let's look at this from a different angle. We want to be really good at the things that other people are either afraid or they don't have the skill set or the knowledge or the team to be able to do. So we're going to go the hard, longer route and figure that piece out, figure out fulfillment where I don't have to be reliant on an EPC or somebody else that I don't have any control over, right? Entrepreneur 101. So that's what we put our energy in. It's two separate things. So we have the fulfillment side, which we can actually fulfill for other people, right? So we have our own EPC. So you go sell a solar job, send it over. I can actually fulfill it. On the flip side, we have a small solar seat that just sells solar as, as we get the opportunities. And that's, we're ratcheting that up now, but I didn't go all in on solar sales, knowing that the fulfillment was the headache, was the issue in our industry, in the solar industry. So I kind of flip-flopped and, and focused on the fulfillment side. And now we're building the, the, the sales side, if that makes sense. So balance, good people, right? Good people and very, very intentional with my time, right? I have very structured meetings each week and we try to get, you know, hey, level 10, right? We call it, it's a weekly meeting, kind of a, our own version of what a level 10 would be. And uh, we're with each department. And I'm just very intentional about those meetings and, and connecting with the leadership team and and empowering them to then go and execute and deliver on the strategies and the, uh, you know, ideas and, and goals that we put in place. That's fire. Contractors, if you're listening in, he's just dropping Bob after Bob. Like what, what Randy is saying is vital to growing a business to where you could become an owner and not an operator. That's what this is all about. That's why you're here today listening. So with that being said, you have to have a highly systemized processes and everybody has to have different roles speak on that topic well you can either shotgun it and throw people at problems to try to grow your business or you can kind of do it in a scientific way and really focus on putting the right people in the right seats right don't mind the cliche that everybody's heard but it's it's vitally important like I'm good at certain things and most owners, we start a business, everybody has natural, you know, your natural, what we call like your superpower. What's the one thing that you're really good at? Well, so often we spend so much time doing all the other things that we're not good at because we don't know how to get out of our own way. And we have to be very intentional about figuring out not only like what we're good at, but what we love to do. And then what we hate and what we're not good at, start there and then create a vision and a plan to then put people in positions and find people that are naturally good at the things that you're not good at or that I'm not good at, right? And we can do that. There's a, there's a million different assessments. You can use, use personality assessments to do this. You can, you can do different exercises and, and just, you know, we, we have, we created our own kind of exercises you know, derivative from the track check site, but it's a four quadrants of like, what do you love to do? What do you hate to do? And what are you good at? And you're okay with, and what do you like to do, but you're not that good at, you know, and then figure out what those roles are within your business and create goal and an action plan to help you get there. And it's one person at a time, right? So having a good leadership team, 
you know, is, is a great starting point. And if you have two partners or two leaders out of the same person doing, loving the same thing, unfortunately, that's probably not going to work. You're going to have to kind of diversify, like find people who are good at the things you're not good at. Yeah. Put them in their God given skill set and, and put them in their, their superpower. That's vital. And don't be afraid to move people around because you have to, if they're not good at it, you, you need to find the right person who can put their butt in that chair. And like you said, be the right person in the right seat. Cause you'd be surprised. Well, um, I mean, ultimately like if, if you're going forward in a ship and you know, everybody's rolling in the ship, if, if one guy's just like hanging back there, just chilling, looking out at the seagulls, then, but his, his little paddles in the water, the boat will start to go off course. So everybody has to be in the right seat. Yeah. You'd be surprised that we do, we do a lot of, uh, on-sites with, you know, when we onboard clients and those sort of things, we'll go to their office and do a one or two day, like really deep dive on-site. And a lot of times we, we discover through the process that we follow, um, is that people are in the wrong seats leadership we've had owners completely switch roles and then all of a sudden like a spark happens and the company just thrives but we it's like it takes that third party to come in and, and like expose some of those things and uh, a lot of times you know we, we we call it shuffling the deck we go in and realize what people are good at what they like doing what they want to do if they're not in a good role and we shuffle the deck and move responsibilities and move people around and um and that sets an amazing foundation for it ignites a culture. It ignites, yeah, you know, yeah. the the drive and gets everybody rowing in the same direction. And yeah. it's amazing what a third party can do. I mean, that alone is like worth its weight in gold. For sure. I I shuffled my deck recently. I had one of our admins who answers the phone go into be my full time recruiting person, and she recruited seven commission based sales reps on her first attempt. Eight the next week. And this week she's got over 10 lined up. And I used to have to do that as the owner, you know, an hour a week to show up to my big recruiting call. And now I don't have to show up to it. It's all about putting the right people in the right seat so you can duplicate and elevate and yeah. thrive as a business owner. So with that being said, I'm curious, what process do you have in place to regularly win larger projects? Man, there's, there isn't a secret sauce there, man. It's been seven years of business development and relationship development to get us to a place where we've earned the trust and respect of our, of our, of our partners to then kind of come in and get the, get the large deals. So commercial has been a major, you know, big part of our business. You know, you know, our market, right? <laughs> Dallas already got a five-star storm freaking February, March, whatever. Denver hasn't had one in four years. So you either got to just adapt or go to Texas, right? So, you know, for us, it's like, I don't want to leave. My kids are in, a, in, in, a, in an age that I love being home with them. And when they get off school, I, I want to be home and around them. And I'm willing to sacrifice this scale, rapid, explosive growth of a storm that I don't have. So we had to ship and we've put all our energy into commercial and then now solar. But on the commercial side, it was, it's, you don't just like flip a switch and then next day, oh, I got a big, I'm landing big project. You may catch a, you may catch a whale every once in a while based on a relationship of somebody you know or someone in your business knows. They know the right person to get a deal, but it's nurturing relationships and service is the key. Be willing to go do the $500, you know, re leak repair, the $1,000, do those little repairs to pr prove that you're good at what you do and that you 
care and that you can nurture that relationship. And once that relationship get, gets better and better and better, all of a sudden, the bigger and bigger opportunities start coming your way. And you're not competing against these monster companies that can come in and undercut you and do way cheaper, you know, large roofs. You got, it's so relationship-based that, that it, it, again, maybe cliche, everyone says that, but so important. Of that. What characteristics do you have that you instill in your life on a day-to-day -day basis that makes your roofing company so successful? Um, well, it's, a, it's our core values, you know, and, and it's, you know, we teach this stuff too. And I, I talk about it on stages and different things like that. It's, you know, everybody, whether you have them written down or not, everybody has core values. Everybody has certain things that, 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 that are, that are values to them. Maybe they've not taken the time to really expose that or, or put that, or even companies maybe have it written on the wall, but just because it's written on your wall, does that mean that that's what you live each and every day? And for me, it's, you know, I, by no means am I perfect. I got, you know, I've done a lot of dumb things in my day. I paid my dumb tax and, and I'm still a sinner. Right. But for me, I, you know, I, I built our company on the foundation of faith, family, honesty, and integrity and, and, and then service teamwork and safety. Those are our core values. And, you know, I live those on Friday night. I live those on Saturday. I live those on Sunday morning, going to church, I, you know, and. And I live those on Monday and Monday morning when I show up, you know, my staff knows that what you see is what you get with, with me as a leader. And I'm not trying to say that from a place of, you know, arrogance, but it's, it took me a long time to figure that out because I used to be a partier and I used to be full of, you know, my ego would get and get and get the best of me. And, and all I cared about was attention and, and the, the money and the cars and all the cool things. Like I had to learn the hard way that that's not what it's all about. Like if you're going to establish core values, you have to live those core values outside of the work and behind closed doors in order to have an incredible impact during operating hours. That's good stuff. Talking to Yoda over here. So curious, Randy, last book you read cover to cover and the lesson that you learned from it. Dude. Besides, besides traction, you can't say traction. <laughs> no. Oh, well, I'm about to blow everybody's mind right now. Well, the thing is I finished like three books in the last week, but the one that's just like, just like going to rock my world and I can't wait to implement into my businesses and into my consulting is, uh, the six working geniuses by uh, Patrick Lencioni. Six working geniuses by Patrick. Okay. And can you give us your top takeaways? Top takeaways are everybody has, there's six in order to get something done right? There's three core processes. And one of those is, is like the idea phase, right? Ideation, they call it. There's an idea. I have an idea to do something. And then there's the invention phase, which is going to be, okay, how does that idea become action and create, like, how do you actually implement an idea? And then there's the execution phase, which is getting it done and actually taking it to, to completion. And throughout those three phases, it takes a team of people usually to execute that sort of thing, right? So what they figured out was that there's six key, quote unquote, working geniuses to help go from ideation to completion. And as a human, we have two that are our working geniuses that are where we love to do, we're naturally good at some, let's call our God-given talent. And there's two that we can do, we're okay with, we can do, but, but not long-term. 
And there's two that we just absolutely not our thing. And it takes you from that process of wondering and creating an idea to, you know, questioning, is this a good idea? Is it not a good idea? To implementation, to actually getting it done, to rallying the troops and motivating the team to get it done, to doing the work, to taking it to the finish line, right? Those are all six, right? In, 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 a, in a nutshell. So like understanding that concept and applying that to a leadership team is just like real. I mean, it changes the game, man changes how we execute how we get things done in our life and in our business so that i literally just finished that book uh i it's funny i I bought it i heard a podcast about it and then i bought the book and then i was reading it getting i got about two-thirds of the way through it i'm sitting on a plane and i put it in the back of the chair and i get up off the plane i leave the book in the dang plane so then what i do the next on the way back from that same trip I went downloaded it and I listened the entire thing over again um, in a short period of time because it was that impactful, you know? So yeah, that's nice. a good book. Nice. I'm going to have to go to chat GTP and, and give it a command that says, tell me the, all the best principles from six working genius by Patrick Lutzion or whatever, and then get a summary so I can kind of get in the game where you're talking about chat GTP is amazing, by the way, you can get, oh, yeah. like you can, you can find out what, what a book's about real quick and then determine if you want to buy it or not. Cause I'm in Costa Rica. So, so I can't just like, there's no Amazon here. So like I go back to the States four times a year to do my quarterly meeting, uh, you know, with my team using the traction methodology. And when I go, I load up all my new books. Yep. Yeah. Chat GPT is, is like scary, man. How are you using it? I mean, I'm not, I, I just played with it a little bit, but I know some people in, in my space that are like writing, using it to write books. Nice. Actually writing books using it. And it's like better than if you were to write it yourself. It's like, it's just scary. I got, I got, <laughs> the, I got the college right now with Chad JPT. Like I could pass, I, I, I could pass. I could be a lawyer right now. And I'm about as, I'm not a stupid type guy, you know? I, I know. Same here. Dude, I got, I, I got to tell you. It is amazing with dealing with salespeople, like they'll say something to you and you can actually give it a command like, Hey, uh, respond to this, respond to a commission-based salesperson that you're trying to inspire to go to work, but at the same time, consoling with her feelings in the voice of Bill Gates. And <laughs> it'll type for like the most beautifully elegant little text that you send to the person and the person's like, wow. You're so amazing. <laughs> so try it out. Hey, I'm curious. What's the best process you have in your business? Explain how it works and the benefits it brings you. I mean, it's hard to just say for my business, because I think this is the one process that every company has to master in order to grow and scale. And that's the handoff between sales and production. The handoff between sales and production. Okay. Well, can you elaborate how your process is so good? Well, that's where all of the information gets transferred, right? The salesperson is meeting with the homeowner. They're doing whatever. Maybe they're doing inspections. Maybe they're not doing inspections, whatever it is. They're the ones with all the information up front. And then the production department is the one that needs to order it, coordinate it, product, produce it, right? Make, make sure it's done at a high quality. That information transfer from the salesperson to the production person is where the biggest challenges happen as a roofing contractor. That's where the, the, the ball gets dropped the most. So the, the key is 
having a very detailed checklist of information that must be had in order to transfer to the production team to where they can actually take a job, produce a job without having to reach back out to that salesperson. Okay. Imagine your company, for those of you listening to this, imagine your company, if your production person, coordinator, manager, whatever you want to call them, can take a job and have all the information in front of them to then get it produced without even having to chase down a salesperson to get more information. I'm pretty sure someone just like fell out of their chair listening to that. It can be done. It's done through training, teaching you to train your people to gather the same information every single time and accountability. The production coordinator, manager, sales manager, whatever the person is that's approving jobs. If you approve a job that's missing a piece of information, guess what's going to happen? That salesperson is going to be like, I don't need to get all the information because they're going to improve it no matter what, because they want to roof my jobs because I'm the man. If that production person kicks that job back saying, you're missing drip edge color, go get the drip edge color and then I'll produce this job. It'll teach that salesperson that, oh, I have to cross on my T's and dot on my I's and have all the information in order to get this job produced. Master that process and you'll set yourself up for scalability and You'll, you'll, you'll protect your reputation. Dropping bobs once again over there in Colorado. So I'd say best tip you could give an owner who's leading a team and wants to leave a legacy. It's hard not to, to circle back to what I talked about earlier. And, you know, the, the most important characteristic of a leader, I believe, is to live their values. You know, people will see right through you, man. If you're, if you're a BSer, if you're just like putting on a face and and the rah-rah cheerleader, and then you're a complete jerk in the background or treating people disrespectful, you know, outside of work hours or, or you know, uh, your family, your friends, your spouse, like different people in the organization. If you're not treat, treat everybody with dignity and respect all the time, people will see right through that. You know, and I think that's, that's the key. Randy Brothers, so much good information here. Leap Roofing and Solar and the owner of the Roofing Academy. If somebody likes what you're saying, they're vibing with you and they want more information, how do they reach out? Um, all the social media platforms, but you can just go to our website, man. We got, you know, recordings, podcasts. We got YouTube. We got a, our podcast is the Start, Build, Grow show. So you can check that out um, on YouTube, on all the podcast platforms, wherever you're listening to this or watching this, there's probably, you can search out Start, Build, Grow show, the Start, Build, Grow show. Um, same title of the book. You can find that on Amazon. Start it, build it, grow it, the contractor's guide to success. Uh, but the easiest way is just to go to theroofingacademy.com. And there's a ton of information on there, links to you know videos, testimonials, free content, as well as uh, a, a way to book and, and connect and, and book calls and, and get connected with myself and or my team. Love that. Thanks for being on the Real Construction Owners Podcast today, Randy. My man, thanks for having me. It's been awesome. Love it.